With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Good morning. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with today's edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I'm in New York City, where Atlanta United tied New York Red Bull 0-0 at Harrison, New Jersey last night. It was a game that had a lot of ebbs and flows, and of course it ended with the bizarre accusations from New York Red Bull's Jesse Marsh that Atlanta United players were intentionally kicking his players, and that Atlanta United manager Gerardo Martino was telling his players to do so from the sidelines. Uh, I'm going to get into, well, first let me say that Martino has denied that accusation, and the team has denied that accusation. I'll get into that in just a little bit, but let me go through what last night's game, along with the other results, meant for the playoff picture with just one regular season game remaining. Toronto is on top of the East with 68 points. New York City FC is second with 56. Chicago is third with 55. Atlanta United is fourth with 54. Columbus is fifth with 53. And the Red Bulls are sixth with 47. As you can see, two through five are within three points of each other. And that is a gigantic, gigantic... uh, issue for the teams um the first and second seeds get a bye in the first round of the playoffs which is a one game knockout round the third seed will host the sixth seed the fourth seed will host the fifth seed now right now chicago would host red bulls and atlanta united would host columbus the Red Bulls can't get out of six. They are locked in. So in their final game at D.C. United, they can choose to rest whoever they want ahead of that first-round playoff game, which starts either October 25th or 26th. Whereas these other teams, Chicago, Atlanta, Columbus, and NYCFC, are going to have to field their strongest possible teams so they could try to keep their highest possible seed so that they can avoid having to play that first round knockout game. Um, Martino, you talked about that last night. He was neither you know, happy nor unhappy with the situation. It's just how it is, and he has to manage it. Um, but it doesn't bode well when Atlanta United is still missing several players, attacking midfielder Miguel Almiron, 
fullback Greg Garza, Chris McCann, Brandon Vasquez, among others. Martino again said that he's hoping to get Almiron and McCann back uh, for the Toronto game, which will be next Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Atlanta United will open the roof for the first time for soccer, uh, if weather permits. And they've already sold, this is just an approximation, more than 71,000 tickets, uh, which would break their own record they set against Orlando in September for single-game tickets sold in MLS. Uh, If they get more than 71,000, well, they're expected to also break the attendance record set by the New York Cosmos of the old, or I'm sorry, of the NASL in 1978 for highest average attendance for a soccer club in the United States. Um, so that's two pretty good marks for the first year club. Let's talk a little bit about what happened during the game last night. Uh, Atlanta United had seven chances, as Martino told me after the game. And when I kind of raised my eyebrow, uh, because he's generally a good guy, he started going through them, uh, which was pretty funny until I finally told him I got his point and let's move on because I'm sure the other reporters standing around me didn't want to do that. But they did have seven good chances. They couldn't put away any of them, uh, obviously, or the score wouldn't have been 0-0. Uh, But I thought that Red Bulls really kind of took control of most of the final 20 minutes of the first half and then most of the final 45 minutes of the second half. Um, Not having Almiron didn't help Atlanta United. I thought Gressel played very well again as an attacking midfielder. Uh, Not having Garza kind of limits the offense going forward a little bit. I thought Ambrose, uh, I guess you could call him the third string fullback uh, because McCann was put in after Garza's injury. I thought Ambrose played well. Uh, the communication on the defense was very, very good. Red Bulls would try to pull them apart. Red Bulls were able to get into some spaces, uh, unlike any team that I've seen attack Atlanta United this season, but they couldn't take advantage, uh, mostly because Brad Guzan came up with a few huge saves, including one off of a, a tap-in off of Bradley Wright Phillips that went off of Guzan's hand and over the crossbar. It was a really low shot off a low cross. It was it was a stunning save. And then another one off of a Veron header off of either a corner or a free kick uh, a few minutes later on the other side of the goal. Um, Atlanta United had several good chances, uh, both at the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half. Viaba had both of those. Uh, he just couldn't quite put them away. Um, one, he tried to poke around on rushing Lewis Robles with the outside of his left foot, and it just went wide of the left post. And the other was a good shot, and Robles just, you know, he's a good goalkeeper, made himself big, and it went off his chest or his face. I couldn't really tell from where I was sitting at a beautiful Red Bull Arena, which is a fantastic place to watch a game if you've never been. Uh, but now let's get to what I'm assuming everyone is talking about now. And that is the comments from Jesse Marsh that Atlanta United's players were intentionally kicking his players and that it was being encouraged uh, by Gerardo Martino. So I'm going to read you the quote uh, as it was sent to us by Red Bulls. And thank you to their communication staff for getting this out so quickly. Uh, I'm going to read the entire quote just so you'll understand the context. The question was... Do you feel in this match this was the momentum you were looking for to finish up the regular season and get into the playoffs? And now this quote is long, but here we go. From Marsh. Yeah, I thought we played great. I thought we were the better team. thought we dominated almost every aspect of the game. It was a little bit shaky in the start, but once we cranked things up, we took over the game. 
And the shame is that, you know, they just decided that they wanted to kick us almost every time. Referee doesn't want to hand out yellows, so then they are allowed to kick him more. Could have been a red card on a side. Should have been a second yellow when he throws the ball away. Their bench is yelling to kick our guys from the bench, okay? So Martino is yelling in Spanish to kick our players. So, you know, I understand it's a good team and they are the darlings of the league right now, but I don't think that you should be able to come into a place and behave in that manner and not have some kind of recourse. So it's a shame because our team really went after it. I want to keep this, you know, I do want to keep this about our team because our team played really well and went after the game in a strong way, in a confident way, and played great. So, so y'all understand how some of this stuff works. The teams interview are interviewed at the same time. So I didn't hear Marsh speaking live. Martino spoke after the locker room opened up at Atlanta United after we were done talking to Atlanta United's players. So as we're talking to Martino, one of the reporters who went to the Red Bulls press conference walks over and asks Martino if he has any thoughts about um, Marsh's accusations of Atlanta United kicking players and him telling them to do so. And his response was, uh, absolutely not. Uh, from Spanish to English uh, and just kind of had a bemused look on his face like where did this come from um, if you'll remember you know Martino and, and some MLS coaches they've had some verbal spars during games throughout the season uh, it's not uncommon um there was the one uh, where afterward Martino said, I told him he had a good team, and, and he said Atlanta had a good team uh, after they kind of got into it on the sideline. But, again, that's not uncommon. Now, Atlanta United uh, issued its own statement after the game in which they talked about the the nature of the game, how it was very physical, uh, and that no one was asked to do anything to intentionally hurt anyone. Let me uh, get that full statement for you so I can read that to you. Since I read all of Marsha's statement, I want to read all of Atlanta United's statement to you. Um, this comes from Atlanta United Technical Director Carlos Martino. Uh, quote, it was a competitive game. And the player... <laughs> I'm sorry, my screen keeps bouncing around. It was a competitive game, and the players showed intensity on both sides. No instruction came from Coach Martino or his staff to intentionally cause injury. Now, I asked somebody if this was typical of Marsh, if this was within his nature, and they said no. I am curious if Atlanta United has a recourse through the league uh, to seek uh, a fine or a suspension of Marsh, because this kind of accusation, I don't think I've ever heard before uh, from one coach about another, particularly the accusing them of to kick another team's players. Um, I've heard, you know, of coaches accusing others of time wasting, accusing others of, of, you know, poor tactics, accusing others of just being kind of cynical in their approach to the game. But I've never heard of one coach accusing another of kicking another team's players and, and you know the accusation is obvious the second level of that is that you're trying to hurt or, or or whatever now what I did see during the game it was a physical game uh, I saw a lot of flopping by both teams particularly when players would you know come back to the ball have their back to the goal as the ball arrives the defender for either team would come up and body that player and because they felt the touch they would fall down and draw a foul saw a lot of that on both teams uh, from both teams uh, and I really wish somebody could figure out how to stop that because it's really annoying um, 
but I didn't see any intentional kicking. Look, DeAndre Gonzalez Perez had, I do remember, a really poor tackle. I thought a scissor kind of a tackle, but the thing is, there wasn't a player there. Uh, it was. It was just weird. It's hard to describe. Um, you know, so this is this is weird. And these two teams could face each other in the first round of the playoffs uh, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Atlanta United still has not locked up a home game yet, um, despite the ads on Facebook that they've posted. Um, they, they could, they should on Sunday. But this is really, really weird. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see what the league is going to do. I'm going to email the league. I hope to get a response as to what Atlanta United's options might be if they wanted to pursue something against Marsh. Um, but anyway, uh, this is your edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I hope you all have a great day. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.